mind when I say Tibet? The beautiful Himalayan mountains? The Dalai Lama? Or the famous movie Seven Years in Tibet? There are so many books and movies about Tibet. No doubt they're wonderful, but they're usually not from a Tibetan's perspective. And I need to say this, we're so much more than momos and singing bowls. I don't even confirm if singing bowls are a Tibetan thing. <laughs> to give you that authentic sense of what Tibet is and what our culture truly is like, we are here once again with season two of Waking Up Closer to Tibet. Hi, I am Benzin. I am so many things professionally, but at my very core, I am a Tibetan. Join me in this brand new season as I speak to some of the most celebrated Tibetan names who know Tibet in their own unique ways. Ten marvelous episodes with five amazing guests. In this season, I will be having the privilege of being in conversation with His Holiness the 14th Dalai Lama, Geshe Thupten Jimpa, Geshe Dorji Damdo, Peichung, and Reka Gava. So don't forget to tune in every Wednesday as we get, bit by bit, closer to Tibet. In my mind, I am still in 2022, even though I know we've entered 2023. And maybe it's because the year 2022 has been extremely special for me. That's why I have a bias for it. There are two main reasons is what I feel. Number one is because it was last year when we launched this podcast. And the second reason is that through this podcast that we launched last year, I got to connect with some of the most uh, incredible people. Uh, truly have learned a lot from them. And I think the conversations that we've had on this podcast You've immensely enjoyed listening to them. They kind of gave you a beautiful perspective on what our narrative is, what our culture is, uh, because uh, there have been a lot of movies uh, that are made on Tibet, uh, a lot of books that are written about Tibet. But oftentimes these books are books and movies and all the content that we see is very much from an outsider's perspective. And so Waking Up Closer to Tibet is a podcast. Of, I have some incredible news to share with all of you. And uh, I'm very happy to announce that our first guest of the season that we have in this episode is someone who I have been waiting to interview from the longest of time. I manifested this. I made this happen. And, and I'm so proud that it's your love, prayers, and wishes um, and your positive frequencies that have made this particular uh, interview possible. So do you want to take a guess at who our guest is today? He is the spiritual leader of our people. 
he has been awarded the Nobel Peace Prize. It is His Holiness the Fourteenth Dalai Lama, Tenzin Gyatso. This feels extremely special,、um, extremely special, because、uh, I remember in two thousand and eighteen I was、um, hosting this government event. I was a translation compeer、uh, in the presence of、uh, His Holiness the Fourteenth Dalai Lama. Once the event ended, His Holiness、um, actually gave me his blessings, and、uh, he said, and I quote. My child, you were amazing today. You did a great job, and、uh, I hope we meet soon again. And when I heard these words、uh, from a noble being like His Holiness, it truly made my day. Because you may not know this, but for Tibetans,、uh, this is a lifetime opportunity. Tibet would really do anything for such a unique, such a unique opportunity. So. For me to have this kind of,、um, you know, privilege to be able to speak with His Holiness、uh, is just—I <laughs> cannot even fathom、uh, the importance of that in my life.、Um, so, the first question that I have、uh, is: What is Tibetan culture? And language. What is the story of that? We hear a lot about it. We have a lot of information about it.、Uh, you know, there are books about it. But what is what is your perspective of our culture and language, and how unique is that to our people? ジャバジボレムドウ。ジョンデンデコランギ、ゲロンタガンケナム、ディセクシャタイセッション、レボタラマイカ、ロンサイ、クシミンス。ジョンデンデコランギ、エノコランギ、チュジュディ、エネ、
I would like to translate what His Holiness has just mentioned. Um, Tibetan Buddhism was originally inherited from Nalanda, Nalanda University, and it was introduced by Shantarakshita. Uh, Nalanda tradition is not merely based on faith, uh, but uh, on investigation. Like Buddha himself stated that monks and scholars must always examine my words and then accept them. Don't accept my words because of faith or because of uh, reverence that you want to pay to me. Uh, Just as a goldsmith tests the purity of a gold by burning, cutting, and rubbing. In the same way, you must also examine my words before accepting them as true. Uh, And he also encouraged his followers, Buddha, to examine his teaching and not just follow uh, because of faith. Uh, Therefore, scholars from Nalanda University, such as Nagarjuna, logically examined uh, Buddha's words, and when they found some aspects of the teachings to be contradictory or uh, something that didn't have a a very strong logical reasoning to particular statements, then they sort of categorize these teachings as more of uh, interpretable teaching and not definitive teaching. Uh, And in Tibet, during the reign of uh, King Songtsen Gampu, who's a very popular king, actually, you would hear a lot of stories about this particular, uh, you know, king. Tibetan writing system was devised at this point in time, which is a significant contribution uh, because before this, Tibetan was only an oral language. Uh, and then the written, the script of our language, uh, you know, it, it was devised. During this time, uh, he got married to a, a Chinese uh, princess. And uh, also the sacred Buddha statue of Lhasa was, uh, was invited uh, from China. Uh, but the king saw the importance of having a distinct Tibetan culture. And so he thought that the Tibetan writing system uh, needed to be devised under his leadership. And he did that. He made that happen. Later, during the reign of King Trisong Dezen, he invited uh, Shantarakshita to Tibet. And uh, what happened is that he knew that, of course, that we have this oral language, but uh, we needed to develop a writing system. So Shantarakshita didn't see the need for us to learn Pali or Sanskrit, but rather he advised uh, the Tibetans to start translating uh, Buddha's words into our language, which is, which is the Tibetan language. Um, and as a result, we have uh, around, you would be astounded to know, 300 volumes of Buddha's words and other commentaries. During the reign of King Trisong Dezen, uh, he organized a philosophical debate competition between the Indian scholar Kamala Shila and uh, Chinese scholars. Um, 
Kamala Shila was a student of Shantarakshita, and the king he bore witness to the debate. And eventually, uh, Kamala Shila, the student of Shantarakshita, defeated the Chinese uh, scholars in in the debate, and uh, they were escorted out. Is is what His Holiness mentions. I'm sure when His Holiness was mentioning about uh, some of the Indian yogis or students from Nalanda University. Uh, Shantarakshita, Kamalashila, all of them from, were from India, right? They're Indian yogis. They uh, are the students from Nalanda University. If we do an episode on Nalanda University, that's going to be another whole together, you know, epic series that we can go on talking about because Nalanda University, every time I think about it, blows my mind. What kind of people studied there? What kind of great minds and noble, enlightened minds studied there? Uh, the story of how it was destroyed, it saddens me when I think about it because India has given so much to Tibet, whether it is uh, the religion, Buddhism, whether it is uh, even uh, our language. It's been inspired by uh, the Indian Devanagari script. Uh, and I realized this when I was little because when I used to you know, study uh, the Tibetan language, uh, whenever I practice the alphabets, I said, Mom, uh, I have seen a lot of similarities between Hindi and uh, when we write certain Tibetan alphabets. Very similar. Of course, very different, but also very similar in a way. So that's when I got to know that, you know, hey, there is a lot of similarity that Tibetan language has been influenced by the Indian script, Indian Devanagari script. His Holiness rarely gives interviews these days, considering his age and many other factors. Uh, and respecting all of these things, uh, we would not take much of a time. We will continue our conversation in the next episode, uh, which is uh, going to be completely in English. So I look forward to meeting you all of you there one more time where you guys tune in. And um, I know that you're truly um, inquisitive. You're truly eager to listen to His Holiness and His Holiness's perspective on many things, whether it's peace, compassion, whether it's just the way of uh, our life, uh, the way of life of Tibetan people, and maybe some uh, interesting stories. Uh, so uh, I'll see you very soon then. Uh, stay happy, stay healthy, and uh, together, bit by bit, uh, let's get closer to Tibet. If you like this episode, then please support this podcast by sharing it with your loved ones. You can give me a shout out and mention me in your Instagram stories and posts. My Instagram handle is tenzin.chidin.24. That is T-E-N-Z-I-N dot C-H-O-D-O-N dot 24. To stay updated about Waking Up Closure to Tibet podcast, don't forget to follow HD Smartcast on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, and Instagram. To listen to more podcasts, log on to hdsmartcast.com or suno nay nazariyesi. This was an HD Smartcast original. HD Smartcast.